Hi, my name is Bill Sang from Faith Presbyterian Church. I'm here with my wife, Melissa. Today's message is called Treasure Your Friends. The message is from 2 Timothy, and we know it's one you're going to enjoy, so stay tuned. What makes a friend a friend? Our minds always go to the fun things that we've done with friends in the past. My mind always goes back to high school when I would go to uh, multiple day tournaments in wrestling, and we'd spend the night in hotels. And I have to say that I learned that there are a lot of uses for saran wrap. For instance, you can use it to wrap up the 112-pounder and throw him out into the middle of the hallway, or you can use it to wrap up the assistant coach's car in the middle of an ice storm. <laughs> Friends are people that we confide in. You can tell them anything, and you can trust them with that information. You know that they care for you, they're in your corner, and that ultimately they have your best interests at heart. The biggest mistake we can make is to think that friendship is all about pleasing ourselves. This is a common human tendency. It's something that we tend to see in marriages, at our jobs, with our pets, with the types of food we eat, and yes, even friends. Now the aim of 2 Timothy chapter 1, 13 through chapter 2, 2 is not necessarily to tell us exactly what a friend is. But I think that when we finish reading this passage, that it becomes very clear what a true friend is. In verses 14 and 15, Paul issued this warning to Timothy. Guard the good deposit that was entrusted to you. Guard it with the help of the Holy Spirit who lives in us. You know that everyone in the province of Asia has deserted me, including Phygelus and Hermogenes. Who are Phygelus and Hermogenes? If you go online, you can find out a whole bunch of interesting theories about who they were. But really, all we know about them is that they were in the province of Asia, and they betrayed the Apostle Paul. Interestingly, the names Phygelus and Hermogenes have sort of an irony to them. Phygelus, for instance, means little fugitive, where Hermogenes means lucky born. If we read into it, Phygelus' name then means that he's somebody who desperately evades authority. For Hermogenes, his name, Lucky Born, essentially means that he's probably lived a good life and his whole Christian walk just wasn't for him. For Paul to mention them inside this letter as being specific people who betrayed him means that they are probably among the more prominent believers to work at his side. But then they abandoned him in his time of need. Paul told Timothy, not to be like these two. He says, guard the good deposit that was entrusted to you. So this suggests that those two may have done a little bit more than just betray Paul, but abandon the faith altogether. Hanging Paul out to dry was probably just the final nail in the coffin to his relationship to them and their relationship with Christ. Not much hurts more than when a friend betrays you. The friend could range from someone that you grew up with, to somebody who helped you through difficult times, or maybe even it was your spouse. It doesn't matter who it was. It's just true that 
it really hurts when somebody that puts so much trust in turns their back on you. All the same, the lack of integrity tends to point out who your real friends really are. Immediately after mentioning Phygelus and Hermogenes, Paul mentions somebody who turns out to be somewhat of an angel to him, a man by the name of Onesiphorus. Onesiphorus stuck by Paul's side. The first trait we learn about him is that he was not ashamed of Paul's chains. Now, in our context, we think of people that visit other people when they're in prison. We don't think there's anything for them to be ashamed of visiting someone who's in jail or prison. But remember back in their context, to visit somebody who was in prison was to basically say that you agree with them. It was basically to say you're a co-conspirator or an accomplice and you're making yourself a target for the authorities to then come in to arrest you. Now, the language that we hear Paul use right here is very similar. He says that Onesiphorus is not ashamed of his chains. Similar language uh, to what he uses when he says in Romans that he is not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Um, and when we think of it in those terms, what Paul was saying in that instance was that he's a co-conspirator with Christ and that he's willing to go to prison for the sake of serving him. Onesiphorus proactively sought out Paul. It says that when he was in Rome, he looked everywhere for him until he found him. Now, Rome back then had about one million people in it. That would be like looking for one person inside of the city of San Diego. And by the way, remember that Onesiphorus had to look for Paul on foot. He didn't have a car. He didn't have an airplane, he had to look for him and probably ask person to person where it was that the Apostle Paul was being held. And he did this all the way until he finally found him. Now this next part is really important. We've all had fun experiences with our friends where maybe we got into trouble or got away with things. We all know that friends are people that you feel good about. What we don't often associate with friendship is that Real friends help you to accomplish great things. In this case, Paul, Timothy, and Onesiphorus, they all had something in common in that they all served in Ephesus. In, in fact, this is where Paul says that Onesiphorus really helped him out a lot. And also, Timothy was an overseer in the church in Ephesus at the time that Paul wrote this letter to him. So they all served together in Ephesus for the sake of the gospel. This, this sort of relationship that they have reminds me an awful lot of the military for anybody out there that served in the armed forces. It's the type of camaraderie we expect in those instances. Paul even says in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 4, that being a Christian is a lot like being a soldier. For those who served in the military, you are aware of the camaraderie that Paul, Onesiphorus, and Timothy shared. That inside of the military, you struggle together. You go through boot camp together. You share your living space with one another. You eat with one another. You are deployed together and you even fight together. Through these struggles, you learn one another's weaknesses and strengths so you can help each other out. You form lifelong bonds that will never be broken. It is a good illustration of what life in the church is supposed to be like.
In the church, we do not serve ourselves. We serve one another. We take care of one another. We put others' desires before our own. God wants us focused on the needs of everyone around us. In fact, as a pastor, an elder, or a deacon, it is not our job to be the ones who are in charge of everybody else. It is to serve effectively and equip others that can carry on the faith long after we are gone. Chapter 2, verse 2 says, The things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses and trust to reliable people who will also be qualified to teach others. Now, in my opinion, I see American Christianity as being very much a reformation to the European cathedral model that we came from. It has been about free worship, determined by individual churches, denominations, and even individuals who might not choose to be a part of a formal religious structure. Having said that, I think the biggest weakness to American Christianity is an overemphasis on individuality. There's an old saying, if you want to travel fast, go alone. If you want to travel far, bring others with you. So if you want to travel fast, go alone. But if you want to travel far, bring others with you. Paul knew the importance of bringing others with him. Now, friends aren't those who just you sit around and drink with or those that you sit around and gossip with. Your friends should be co-conspirators in Christ. I'd like to thank you for joining us for today's message. Again, my name is Bill Sang from Faith Presbyterian Church. I'd like to invite you to our services 10.30 in the morning uh, on, on Sundays. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe.